Welcome back, everyone, to the Peanut Gallery Podcast. It is episode 12. I am recording this on a Wednesday night, um, 9.23 here, September 23rd. The uh, Miami Dolphins start off tomorrow by playing the Jaguars, so we will be talking about week three and analyzing what that looks like. And yes, I said we. Uh, Unfortunately, Jared is not a part of that we. I have one of my other best friends pinch hitting here, John Hyatt. Hyatt, how you doing, man? Doing great. Glad I could uh, join this uh, hot podcast. Uh, can't wait to share some picks and uh, and definitely school you on a few of your earlier takes and earlier episodes. There we go. That's you know we need some outside perspective to you know put myself and Jared in check. Obviously, we think we're all high and mighty and always right, which, you know, I'd say 95% of the time we are, but some would disagree with that fact. Now, hi, your, your lovely wife, Christina, amazing woman, sent me, sent me a clip, a little, little audio clip um, from last year. Oh. I hate fantasy football. Is this the last year you're playing it? This is October of 2019. Yes. Not playing next year. Future John, just say no. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. You basically said you were going to play fantasy football anymore, but yet, Hyatt, I see you in our league. Care to explain? It, it was more of a message to my future self. You know, sometimes fantasy football just gets you down, and she caught me at a low point. Uh, I have plenty of heartbreak, you know, time. From time to time, she caught me at a low point. Uh, there's not really a lot I can say about it. I didn't listen to my past self, and judging by uh, my performance this week in our league, unfortunately, I should have taken that advice. Uh, but, you know, thing, I like to roll on to next week. I'm going to focus on next week. That's right. Yeah, there's Positive always another energy. game. Positive energy next week. You get them next week. Exactly. Well, I know I, like the other eight members of our league, are happy you decided to come back. You, you know, John Hyatt's don't grow on trees. And I'm not, I'm not sitting here trying to gas you up, but you're a key cog in, in this 10-team 10, 10 league and would have been a, a huge loss. You know, it would have been like uh, when Saquon Barkley tore his ACL this past weekend. That's how big of a loss it would have been to the league. So I'm happy, you know. That's what fancy football is about, hanging out with your friends, giving each other shit. So we are happy you decided to not listen to Future John. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm known as the complainer in my league. Oh, yes. But, but I, I, if we have enough time, I'll get into some of these heartbreaks that I have experienced. And I, I, maybe some of the listeners will share. And maybe they have their own heartbreaks that uh, they can relate to. Absolutely. Honestly, we could probably do an entire podcast on that alone. Uh, but let's, speaking of this week, hi, let's just dive right in. So we're going to talk about the week three matchups. Uh, so same schedule as usual. We'll talk about the Thursday night game. That's tomorrow. Then we'll go into the Sunday noon games, the Sunday afternoon, the Sunday night, and then Monday night as well. And then we're going to talk a little fancy football. I've got a couple players um, that if you are not starting them, you should look to start them and then jared sent us a list even though he couldn't join us uh you've heard it on the last two podcasts but he's talked about you know sit him or start him 
Um, I am going to read those off and actually have Hyatt uh, decide what he thinks there. And then lastly, but not least, we will show you the money as normal and provide you with our Survivor League picks, our locks of the week, and then a couple parlays. So let's dive right in. Miami is going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Miami's 0-2. They, they've had a rough start. Jacksonville has been a surprise, I think most would say, in the league. Uh, they are 1-1. One one. Um, a lot of people definitely thought they were 0-2, possibly barely won two games this season. Jared predicted a Jags win 31-24. Do you agree? What are your thoughts on this game? I also have the Jags. Uh, I did not look at Jared's picks, so this is independent analysis of I have the Jaguars winning 24 to 20. And I think because we're going to get Fitz tragic this week. He just came coming off a good game uh, from his play. I mean, he's a dang roller coaster. I mean, he goes three interceptions to two touchdown passes. I think he's going to throw one touchdown, two or three picks. The guy's just so unreliable that, the Miami, I don't know what they're stu- doing still starting him uh, just with that play. And I really love Gardner Minshew. I liked him last year uh, as a, we have a two QB league. So he was my second starter for a while and DJ Chark uh, and some of their other wide receivers. I, I don't see Miami stopping them. Uh, now Gardner Minshew is not perfect. He's, he's kind of a rugged, quarterback but I think he does enough to win against a bad Miami team uh, and fits tragic so I'm going with Jags 24-20. I agree this I'll make this a clean sweep here um, a hat trick uh, as they say in hockey and, and soccer I have the Jags winning as well I'm sh- I am shocked though by this Jaguars team um, winning week one when no one thought they would win taking the Titans down to the wire, um, only losing 33-30 to against a team that obviously went to the AFC title game last year, only losing to the Chiefs. That's impressive. Uh, I think Minshew really has the guys in that locker room believing instead of listening to the general manager and ownership, which basically did a wholesale and are trying the tank to get Minshew's replacement. And Minshew's clearly not letting that happen. So I agree with you. I like him a lot. He can turn the ball over, but not as much to your point and a nice nickname there of, of Fitz Tragic. So I agree. I got the Jaguars winning 27 to 21 here, covering the spread. Uh, Jaguars are favored by three points at home. Hyde, you said what, 24 20, right? Jaguars winning? Yeah, I don't think they cover by a lot, but they do. But just barely. Yep. So we, all three of us Jaguars win, all three cover. All right, let's head into the Sunday slate of games. Uh, first one we got going here is. Some people are going to be surprised by both these teams' records. We got the Chicago Bears at 2-0, and and we got the Atlanta Falcons at 0-2 with a heartbreak loss to the Cowboys. The Atlanta Falcons are playing at home. Um, I don't believe they, can, they are having fans. Um, need to double-check that again, but it, that always seems to be a moving target with teams in game-to-game. But they are favored by 3.5 points, which is very interesting considering – they are 0-2. That means Vegas is telling us they still don't believe in this Bears team yet. Um, Hyatt, I want to pass it to you before I say who Jared predicted and myself. Who do you think wins this game? 
I'm going with Atlanta. And I say that because I believe in Matt Ryan. Uh, he throws the ball a ton. When he has his weapons, he's effective. He doesn't turn the ball over enough to lose a game. He might have one uh, pick per game. And I'm, I haven't been watching him a ton this year, but I, I think he's a great quarterback. I do not believe Trubisky is a good quarterback. Bears have the defense to win games, but I think uh, Matt Ryan can pick apart the Bears defense and they have the home field. So that doesn't mean as much this year without the fans, but I mean, you're practicing on your home field. I mean, I just think he's more comfortable at home and they're, they're favored three and a half, which, you know, to a two and O team and being zero and two, that's, that's a little odd, but I think, Atlanta wins 35 to 30. They get back on the right track because this is a make or break game with them. Their own two. And I know you shared the, the last episode. You have a very low percentage of making the playoffs if you're 0 and 3. So I, I think that they are letting it all out this game. They're going to pull things out, maybe of the playbook that they normally wouldn't. They're going to, they need to do everything they can to win this game because they know what it means. Yep. Uh, Jared and I actually. Both completely agree with you. Jared has them winning 24 to 17, covering the spread as well. I have it much more like you, a little higher scoring. I've got it 28 to 24, covering the spread as well. Everything you just hit on is absolutely true, and and I agree. I think the Falcons are going to be throwing the kitchen sink here at the Chicago Bears. And to be very frank, much like the Cowboys, although the Cowboys are only one and one, uh, they sh- you know they should be 0 and two. They shouldn't have beat the Falcons. The Bears, you know, they squeaked by this record here. They beat a Giants team who is definitely one of the five worst teams in the league, especially now without Saquon Barkley playing. Um, Daniel Jones is a turnover machine up there in New York. And then literally it took 21 unanswered points in the fourth quarter and a drop touchdown pass by a rookie running back in Swift for the Bears to beat the Lions. So this isn't a... I think that's why Vegas has the Falcons favored here is because this Bears team isn't an impressive 2-0 team. Um, So, yeah, I won't say much more. I agree with you. I think the Falcons win here. And to your point of of the stat I said last episode, uh, for those that maybe haven't listened to that one yet, if you go 0-3 since 1980, you only have a 3.4% chance of making the playoffs if you start the season 0-3. So the criticality of winning this game cannot be discussed enough inside that locker room. And I think they know that. And to your point, being at home, I think Matt Ryan is going to take advantage and just show everyone what's up. So let's go to next game here. We got the Cincinnati Bengals 0-2. I don't think that surprises anyone. Playing against the Philadelphia Eagles 0-2. I think that kind of does surprise people considering they played the Washington football team week one, which Jared called the upset. Cheers to you, sir. You're a lucky SOB, and I love you. The Eagles are at home. They're favored by six and a half. Jared has them winning 35 to 24. I agree. I think much like the Falcons-Bears game here, the Eagles, A, they're playing a worse team than the Bears, and then B, they're going to do the same thing with throwing the kitchen sink. All they've been hearing is how terrible they are, how terrible they've looked. And this is where teams, and it's it's a lot, it's a, like this a lot in most sports. If you're a halfway decent team, 
when everyone's doubting you. You're not good enough. You're terrible. Carson Wentz, you're overrated. Uh, Doug Peterson isn't a good coach anymore. He's lost the locker room. That galvanizes a team, especially a team that, you know, won the Super Bowl three to four years ago. So I think the Eagles come out, they win this game handily and take it 33 to 20. Hyatt, what do you think? I agree uh, with the Eagles winning. However, I do not have them covering. I have them winning 27-24 because I think Joe Burrow, I think he's underrated. I actually had him rated higher than most coming into the season. I like his style. I like his confidence. I think he's better than Baker Mayfield. I think he has A.J. Green to throw to, although he's past his prime, some may say. If he can stay healthy, he's got a solid weapon there. But then Tyler Boyd, uh, they got Joe Mixon running. I mean, they're not a terrible offense. And now their their defense is trash. But Wentz has been so off his game this year. And that's <laughs> that that's was, been unbelievable. That, yeah, I don't – I. I'm worried that he was maybe uh, the 10th best quarterback in the NFL going into this year. And he's playing like the 20th. So he needs to write that ship fast because he might lose his job. I mean, I've got a couple of Philly fans that they're talking about moving on from him. I mean, you, you have a fill in quarterback win you the Super Bowl. I mean, what happens if he continues two more games playing like he has, they're going to make a switch. That's how fast you can lose your reputation in the NFL. Look at Drew Brees right now. You only get so many games to make a statement that you are a solid quarterback. Otherwise, everyone's looking at you. So I do think Eagles squeak it out because I think they're the better overall team. But Wentz needs to not turn the ball over. And I do think Joe Burrow and, and crew are underrated. I agree with both your takes, honestly, on both these quarterbacks. Uh, before we move on to the next matchup here, I do want to touch on this a little bit. I could not agree more at Burrow. I, I had money on the game, the Browns game. I bet it live, actually. So instead of the original spread, which was the Browns um, favored by six, I bet it live after the uh, Bengals scored the field goal. So luckily I ended up winning. But watching that game, he threw 61 passes which was the second most ever for a rookie, completed 37 of them, threw three touchdowns, no interceptions. And the thing I loved was he constantly was getting pressure. And something I, I looked, looked for and watched, which was astounding, it makes me believe he's going to be a superstar quarterback in this league. He was always looking downfield while getting pressured. And when he had opportunities to run, he looked fantastic. And to your point, the team around him, you called out, you know, he's got solid weapons with A.J. Green, who's on probably the other side of, of 30 in his career. But Boyd's solid, Mixon's solid. But the O-line isn't great, and you, you just called it out. The defense is trash, right? When those other pieces start to improve, that could be a team to look out for. And then let me touch on Wentz here. You know, I called him out. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not jumping ship on the bandwagon yet. I think they drafted Hurts, Jalen Hurts, the quarterback, um, started at Bama, then went to OU and came out pre this last draft. Um, that was more of a because once gets injured a lot. But now you, I'm sure your Philly fans are starting to chirp a little bit that if there's another two games where Wentz turns the ball over two times, 
in both these next two games, you will start to hear maybe it's time to put Hurts in. I think this is where Wentz turns the ship, and he needs to, and that team needs to. Um, and, and how hilarious is it that fake fans were booing Carson Wentz? It's it's not it's a great amazing. sign, but I mean those fa- I mean Philly Philly fans are just brutal, man. I mean, talk about, you know, two-faced will turn on you as soon as you aren't good. There's not a lot of loyalty there where, you know, in other areas of the country, I, I feel like people give you a little leeway, leeway or a little more empathetic. Is that fair to say? I, I mean, I want to know who pushed the button, though. I mean, the fans aren't even there. So that means somebody working the voice and I know that they, I've heard that they're trying to mimic, you know, certain situations and maybe it was some sort of oversight, but I think it's absolutely hilarious that they were playing the, the voices of the crowd and somebody didn't think to stop the booing. That guy's probably fired. That guy's probably uh, fired. Like Carson Wentz was paid 135 million with like over a hundred guaranteed. If you don't think he has the pull to get whoever, whatever moron decided that was a good idea. Yeah. Right. Just not a good look. I think it's hilarious, though. Philly, you do you. I love it. Now let's move on. We got uh, next noon game here. Houston Texans, another desperation team here, 0-2. They are playing in Pittsburgh against the Steelers, who were 2-0. Steelers are favored by 3.5. Jared predicted the Steelers to win here and cover. Low-scoring game, 21-17. Hyatt, do you agree? Do you disagree? What are your thoughts? This may be one of the toughest games to choose this week. I am going with Houston because we talked about that 0-2 versus 0-3 in your record of the playoffs. And I know, I mean, I I watched um, the KC play Houston and they did not look good. But I think... I think Pittsburgh's a little overrated this year only because Big Ben has showed out so far. I think he's coming back to earth. He is, I think, 41 years old. I, I don't know how much longer he can perform at this level. And, and I know it's, he's gone two games and, and has done well. I think Deshaun Watson puts this on his shoulders and wins this game because it's a must-win game. I think the Steelers are a little overrated. James Conner, I think when he's in, he's actually not doing as well because he gets injured and plays through it. And then when they take him out, Benny Snell actually did better than him uh, last game. I agree. So they're having James Conner play in this game. Uh, Obviously, I had him last year in fantasy, and he vastly underperformed uh, and then got injured. So – I, I'm not sold on the Steelers team. I, I'll be honest, I'm not a Steelers fan, and maybe that's b- making me biased, but I have Houston winning 27-24 just because I think they're a little overrated right now. Yep, I, I actually agree with you, and this is the same mentality as well, the 0-2 thing. Um, and, you know, sure, Houston didn't look great games one and game two, but they also played the best two teams in the league. <laughs> like, talk about a gauntlet of a schedule starting out, right? Like, oh, hey, by the way, you're going to play the uh, super winning champions and then the team that went 14-2 and two last year that probably should have made the AFC championship game. Um, enjoy, right? Like, <laughs> My fantasy team feels Houston's pain 
<laughs> I have played the highest point score two weeks in a row. It really sucks, Houston, but you got to, you know, win your matchups like Dan Irwin says. So. You got to weather the storm, you know, and hey, they weathered it. I think everyone would have predicted them to go 0-2, so they're not somewhere they shouldn't be, but they do have to really turn the corner because the math is not in their favor. I think they win 27-21. to I agree with you. I was not impressed with the Steelers. They beat the Giants, who, like I talked about earlier, they are going to be a top-five draft pick. Daniel Jones started 12 games last year, talked about last episode, 12 games, 23 turnovers this year. Two games, four turnovers. That He's averaging two turnovers a game, and yet they barely won. Against Broncos, Drew Locke gets injured literally within the first five minutes of the game, and they only win by five against the backup quarterback, Jeff Dr- Driscoll. Not a great look. Big Ben had a turnover. Another one of their plays from the ball. The Pittsburgh Steelers turn the ball over every single game, which is a problem because – as I've talked about in previous episodes, winning the turnover battle, if you win the turnover battle, and if you guess correctly which team's going to win the turnover battle, the probability of you winning that bet and getting that correct is super likely, right? At one turnover, your probability of winning is 70%. At two, it's 82%. At three, it's like 95%. And I don't love to see that. I don't love to see the Steelers turn the ball over. I think that Texans will come out, same thing like the Eagles, throw the kitchen sink, and come out victorious. So I agree with you, Hyatt. We'll see who's right between us two and, and Jared. Let's go on to the next game here, which I never thought I'd say these words, especially this season, but I'm really excited to see the Las Vegas Raiders play the New England Patriots. Um, the Raiders are 2-0. and Very shocking, especially considering they played the Saints last night, although – you know, got to toot our own horn, horn, right? Jared, cheers to you and I. We predicted that victory. Also helped me hit my parlay. Let's freaking go. They're playing the Patriots, who I think everyone at this point would have predicted them to be one and one since, you know, week one was an easy one against the Dolphins. Uh, and then week two, they played Seattle, who a lot of people have as a Super Bowl contender and probably coming out of the NFC. The Patriots are at home. They're favored by six. Hyatt, who do you have winning this game? I don't like it, but I'm going with the Patriots, and I'll tell you why. Patriots did almost beat Seattle at Seattle. They were on the one-yard line and couldn't get it past the goal line. They have a unique offense with Cam Newton, and yes, he has injuries, uh, but while he's healthy, this offense is dynamic in the sense that you don't know who the ball's going to, is it going to be their running back, fullback? Uh, I mean, they, they do all kinds of crazy stuff. Bill Belichick, you know that. I think the Raiders aren't on the same level as the Seahawks. So that's my thought. They're at home. I mean, they're favored by six. I think the Raiders come back to earth a little bit. They have, they have great weapons on offense. And I got screwed over by Waller, like most of America, on Monday night. <laughs> Um, so Waller, Josh Jacobs, they're great, but Bill Belichick right this moment is plotting against how to stop them. And I I think he will do it. Uh, Vegas is a long way from the Patriots. I I don't know if there's some jet lag. I don't know. I want to know what the stats are on teams 
crossing the nation to play their games because I think you do lose a little bit of your edge. Um, right. I, Technically, I know, but... this would be so. This is a twelve um, central game, so one at one uh, p.m. Uh, Eastern. That technically means that they are playing at ten a.m. their time. The real. yeah, and I think you also just lose. You know, I don't know. You're, you're kind of just off your game when you have to go that distance. I mean, you, you don't have enough time to practice. You don't have enough time to do all these things. I mean, that's what people are complaining about these Thursday night games that, you know, a normal rest day, you know, you're, they're missing out some of that rest by traveling that far. I don't know if that's a legitimate concern. I think there may be a correlation with having to go across the entire nation to play a game. That's all I'm saying. I'm going with the Patriots and they're at home. They got Cam Newton, who's you know, doing really well this year. I, I didn't expect him to do this well, but he, he's looking like the old Cam. It's only six points, and they almost beat Seattle. I think I got to go with Patriots. Yep. So I can't remember. What's your score again with Patriots? Oh, uh, sorry. 33-21. Okay, so you have the Patriots covering. Um, I agree with you on the win. I do not have them covering, though. I think the Patriots win 24-20. to I think I agree with everything you have said about the Patriots. I agree with I so far to, to at this point in time, am probably going to be wrong about the Patriots being a playoff team. Um, the, the kicker or the, the uh, in my back pocket, and I don't want this to happen. You gotta, I guess, hi, like, are you worried about the Patriots running Cam Newton 15 times a game and getting injured? I mean, they have complete control over how much he, they utilize him. I mean, you can, you have to use him as much as you possibly can. And if he gets injured, you know, you have to have a plan B already in place. But look at Patrick Mahomes. You know, we did a QB sneak, and now it looks stupid because he, he had his uh, knee uh, dislocated. So there are freak accidents that can happen even when you're just doing a QB sneak up the middle. So if I'm the Patriots, I utilize him with no reservations. Yes, he's had injuries in the past. And, I mean, you're paying the guy to play. And if you're, if you're trying to win a game, I don't think Bill Belichick holds back at all. You utilize him as much as you can. Yep. No, no that's fair. Um... I like the way they're utilizing him for the sake of winning, right, and doing well because that's what they need to do. They can't play like they did with Brady with this same offense and expect different results. Utilizing him the way Auburn utilized him, which is dual threat, running the ball, trucking people over, is the smart way because then that opens the passing game. That gives them so many different looks. That Let's just be frank. Tom Brady isn't running over anyone. Everyone knows that, right? So that's why their offense looks so much better with the same pieces. Um, I have the Patriots winning. I think they'll win. I agree. I don't – I just don't think this will hold up over, t- over time, and it's mainly because I do think Cam Newton will eventually get injured, unfortunately, and then with Jared Stenham, they are going to be a trash bag. Um, and they'll go what I originally had predicted, which is a record of like seven and nine. Um, but hey, keep it going. I don't hope Cam get, I do, 
I do not wish Cam to get injured, uh, and I think the Patriots take this game. Jared disagrees with us. Um, he can text me and, and let us know why. He actually has the Raiders coming up with a victory on the road. Um, the Raiders have looked impressive, so I understand his logic here. Uh, I just agree with you with the fact that Bill Belichick, he'll be able to plan to take some things away from that Raiders offense and Derek Carr, and Derek Carr might make a mistake or two that will cost them the game. So, but let's... That- yeah, that, that's exactly what I'm expecting. I, I think Derek Carr throws a pick or two, and that, that might be the difference maker. Yep, completely agreed. Let's go on next here. This, oh God, there's so many great games this week, so many tough calls. This might be my favorite game of the week outside of probably that, the game we just talked about. We have, you're never going to guess who it is. We have the Los Angeles Rams, 2-0. and Probably not a lot of people would have predicted that. A lot of people expected a down year and for them to get like fourth in the division versus the Buffalo Bills, 2-0. I think a lot of people expected that. Um, at Buffalo, Buffalo's favored by two and a half right now. Hyatt, would love to hear from you. Who do you got win this game? I'm picking the Bills, 28-27, so they don't cover. I really like Jared Goff, Robert Woods, um, Cooper Cup. They're all solid. Uh, And I know Cam Akers, they've got a running back by committee, so it might be Daryl Henderson. Uh, We're not sure who we're going to see out of the running back. Yep. And then real quick for you there, Cam Akers will actually be out for the next two to four weeks. Yeah. So it's going to be Malcolm. It's going to be Brown. It's going to be Malcolm Brown because he had surgery and the latest report is he will play on Sunday. So it's okay. probably going to be him getting most of the carries. Okay. I like Josh Allen. Um, so that's going to be a huge matchup is Aaron Donald versus Josh Allen. And can he really contain Josh Allen from running? I don't think bills have a lot of great weapons um, on offense, but their defense is good. They're an overall solid team and Josh Allen running has been the difference maker for me, uh, from my point of view. I like Jared Goff and what he's doing. I, uh, I think he's got two B plus a minus wide receivers. So he's able to throw, they do have a little bit of injuries, but I mean, they're running back by committee works. Uh, I think Daryl Henderson's going to have a good game. Uh, but I, I think Bills squeak one out and win 28-27. What I love about the fact that, like, when I do this with Jared and then and then you coming in as well, we never talk about our predictions. I never talk about Jared. I didn't talk about it with you. I just sent you the agenda and said, make your, make your damn picks. We have the exact same score. I'm not even kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have the Bills also winning 28-27, so therefore not covering the spread. Everything you just hit on was exactly what I have down in my notes. Um, at this point in time, and based on everything else, and we're going to get to it because we're just about to talk about the 49ers, I think both these teams will make the playoffs. I love seeing both of them. I love to see the Rams coming back after two years ago, um, you know, making the Super Bowl, and then last year, quote-unquote, having a hangover going 9-7. and seven. Uh, I love this Bills team. I predicted them to win the AFC East, finally taking over the Patriots. I love Doug McDermott as a coach. I agree with you. Josh Allen, to me, from what I've seen so far, is now taking another step. And you're right. His legs are another X factor. So I love it. I like this Bills team. I think they win and squeak it out. 
Jared disagrees with us. Um, he actually has the Rams winning in, in a close game as well. Uh, he has very high scoring. He's got 31-28 Rams. So I honestly love this game more than the uh, Sunday night game, which is Packers or Saints. So I'm going to be tuned into this one for sure on Sunday. Now let's go to this. This game's very unfortunate. I mean, the amount of injuries is just astronomical. We've got the San Francisco 49ers one and one. A lot of people probably would have predicted them two and zero at this point versus the New York Giants. zero and two now high before I, I let you talk here. The Giants are getting four and a half points. That's slowly gone down. I think right now it's at four. Let me let's just talk about the plethora of injuries right now. 49ers lost two starting defensive linemen, a perennial going to be an all-star and pro bowler constantly, Nick Bosa. He's gone for the season with ACL tear. Solomon Thomas gone for the the year with an ACL tear. The Giants lost their number all two overall pick. Saquon Barkley, running back, torn ACL. Jimmy Garoppolo. They have confirmed, Adam Sheffer actually confirmed this literally three hours ago. Jimmy G did have a high ankle sprain. He came out of the game. 49ers won because they were playing the Jets, who are probably the worst team in the league. Um, He won't play this coming week against the Giants. It will be their backup. Um, Kittle should be back from everything I've seen. So, you know, they've lost three but gained one. Not a great math equation for them there. And then they also, the 49ers also lost – they're starting running back for two weeks, Raheem Moster, uh, with a sprained M- MCL. So with all of that said, because those injuries are important, before we get it, dive in here, Hyatt, who do you think wins this game? Uh, yeah, that's an abs- absolute bloodbath. I have a Giants purely because of the points. I mean, this is like the backups playing, uh, so it's tough to see how they're going to play. <laughs> Um, I have the Giants pulling it out just because I think they've got to be just demoralized, the the 49ers. Um, But, I mean, the Giants have their own heartbreak as well. Although I think we overestimate, you know, the the running back, although Saquon's a freak. But he, if you have a good O-line to run against, I mean, as long as you are fast and agile, I mean, a lot of running backs could, could perform well. Uh, especially if they're signed by an NFL team. I, I don't value running backs as high as you know others do. I think you can you can get a couple of you know committee running backs and Giants can plug that hole. It's not going to be the same as Saquon, but I think that's an easier hole to fill than a Bosa uh, or your starting quarterback. So I, I'm going with that. I, I think Giants win um, just because of the points. Uh, I'm thinking 24-20. All right. That's, I mean, that's quite the upset. I, I disagree, as does Jared. Jared has them, the 49ers winning 20-13. to 13. I've got it a little higher scoring than that. I've got 27-13 49ers. The, and this could be just because I'm so jaded because the past two weeks I did pick the Giants. I thought Daniel Jones was going to take that next step. Although he did have a lot of turnovers last year, I just loved the way the Giants offense looked under him instead of Eli. The turnovers matter so much to me. And with losing Barkley now, there's even more pressure. That means he's going to force more balls. 
more decision-making given the Daniel Jones and the rest of the pieces around him aren't there for the Giants to be successful yet. So I'm taking structure over, you know, a better talented quarterback, which I would say Daniel Jones is better than the backup for the 49ers. So I have the 49ers win 27-13. I probably won't watch too much of this game other than hoping for the 49ers winning because I do have them in one of my parlays. Let's move on from this one because that's not going to be an enjoyable well, game. Real, real quick, real quick, Devonta Freeman signed with the Giants. Yep, I saw that one year, so, $3 million deal. And then you have Nick Mullins starting for the 49ers, who I do not trust. Uh, that's another couple of factors. Although Freeman's got to pick up a playbook and learn everything, he probably won't even play. But, I, I mean, I just think that – I get your logic. I, yeah. <laughs> I completely get your logic. I mean, this game – I should have probably stayed away. I just, I'm to, to my point, I'm taking structure, a better head coach, a better overall roster than, you know, heck the giants should win because of all the injuries, right? Like that's, that's essentially my logic. Yep. All right. All right. So let's, yep. Let's go talk about another own two team that probably most, most people didn't think would be here. We got the, Tennessee Titans, who are not the own two team, they're two and zero. They are playing in Minnesota against the Minnesota Vikings, who are the own two team. They lost Week One to the Packers and then got absolute trashed. I mean, it wasn't even close. Kirk Cousins uh, looked like a ghost out there. Um, honestly, looked like a high schooler. Looked like me um, playing against the Colts defense through three picks, no no touchdowns, just abysmal. Um, they are at home getting two and a half points. Hyatt, who do you think wins here? I am not a Kirk Cousins fan. I go Tennessee 27-17. Kirk Cousins, I think, might be the most overrated quarterback and Tannehill the most underrated. And I think Tannehill, to me, has absolutely shocked me. Uh, His turnaround in the NFL, I mean – Horrible situation in Miami, not a good team. I mean, he was throwing the ball quite a bit and getting some good numbers, but they were garbage time numbers. Now these are winning the game, making throws. He's got Derrick Henry, uh, Corey Davis, a couple other uh, weapons on offense. Uh, They're tight end, Jonu Smith, I believe. He's an up-and-comer. I think – Titans win this game. I'm surprised it's only two and a half points. I, I think Tennessee wins by 10. All right. So Jared and I actually both disagree with you. you I will preface this with you are probably correct. <laughs> I want to preface this, this here. My Vikings logic, and I presume Jared probably has the same logic as me here, is the 0 and 2 factor, right? It's the throwing the kitchen seat, coming out with a sense of urgency. Um, Kirk Cousins can't be that bad and throw zero touchdowns and three picks back-to-back games, right? Like, that's my logic. I presume that is also pretty close to on point with Jared's logic to picking the Vikings as well. Um, another thing, too, although the Titans are 2-0, and which is all that matters, right? Win and move on, win and move on. But they squeaked them out. They squeaked it out against the Broncos, who had their opportunities to win uh, Monday night, week one. And then, uh, and this just could be the fact that we're underrating the Jags, but again, barely beat the Jaguars. 
Jaguars aren't exactly the Ravens or the Kansas City Chiefs of the world or, or the Packers, right? So I think Minnesota does come out with the victory. They went 23-20, to 20, a, a lower-scoring game. I worry a little. The Vikings did lose their starting linebacker, Anthony Barr, for the year to a torn pectoral, but I just think there's no way Kirk Cousins is that bad again. I don't agree with you on the sense of Kirk Cousins being one of the most overrated. I guess I don't know who you're listening to. I personally think he's like right in that like 16 to 20 range. Uh, Maybe, you know, some people might have him at like 14, but I think he's right in that tier as far as like where I would rank him as a quarterback. Um, Sometimes he's great. And then sometimes you get what you saw against the Colts, which you you shouldn't want when you're paying someone 30 million a year, right? Yeah. And that's where, that's where I'm getting the overrated. His pay does not, reflect his performance that's fair i i guess the problem for me not really a problem it's just more of how teams allocate their money i mean deck prescott is probably going to make 40 million a year and i think you and i both would agree he's not worth 40 million a year the issue is i guess not really an issue it's more around the salary cap and you put most of your money in first the quarterback and then second, your D-line, right? Like having a, a, a top-tier defensive end who sacks everyone. And then from there, you sprinkle it everywhere else, probably a corner getting paid well, your offensive and rest of your defensive line. And then really, I mean, that's kind of like if Kirk Cousins is going to make 30, that's kind of the baseline. I mean, Matt Stafford makes 30, Matt Ryan's like 33. Really, if, if you have a starting quarterback who's decent, you're paying him that money. Yeah, I if I'm the Vikings, I I didn't he hasn't at that time he didn't do anything in his career to kind of wow me, I guess. Uh, but that's fair. Uh, obviously from that, Washington. Yeah, at, I mean the bar is is definitely high for a quarterback. Is I mean he is decent, but if I'm the Vikings, I don't try to build my team around him. I think he may be right. That that lower tier fill in until you you draft he's like alex smith he's like alex smith you need the right surrounding pieces the right structure in order to win a super bowl he can't he can win one kirk if trent dilfer could win a and brad johnson with the bucks trent dilfer with the ravens if those two quarterbacks can win a super bowl so can kirk cousins so could have alex smith the problem was they need the correct surrounding pieces to get it done and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, but, yeah, let's move on. I, I think we yep. pretty much agree there. Let's talk about – I don't want to spend too much time on this game just because I think it's going to be a bloodbath. Uh, we got the Washington football team, one and one. Congrats. You upset the Eagles. You're still a trash team. No one believes in you. Your starting quarterback is Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> I have the Browns – I'm going to say in quick order. The Browns are going to win this game. They're going to rush the ball just as much as they did against the Bengals to win. Browns win 37 37- – 30 to 17. They're at home. They're favored by seven. They cover. Jared also agrees. He has it even higher than me. He has the Browns winning 35, 17. Hi, what do you think? I have the Browns winning, but the not covering. So Cleveland 24, 20. I think Baker Mayfield goes Baker Mayfield throws two touchdowns, but he will turn the ball over at least twice. And that's why it's not going to be a bigger gap. I don't think they deserve seven points. 
Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, they're great. Um, I, I think they do have great weapons on offense, but Baker Mayfield, I'm not on, not a fan of his. Uh, another overrated quarterback, but I mean, Dwayne Haskins and, and co, they have not impressed either. Although winning against an Eagles team that, that may have been impressive before we knew you know, Wentz was going to play as bad as he, I mean, they won the turnover battle by three. That's why they won. Like, I I remember talking about this to Jared, and he predicted the win. And I was like, first off, go get drug, drug tested. Second off, I literally called out how they would win. I was like, they are going to have to win the turnover battle by double, by, you know, two and just dominate defensively. That's exactly what happened. They sat Carson Wentz eight times. They won the turnover battle by three. Carson Wentz looked like a piece of trash out there. Like, well, let's not give them too much credit. Sure. So, but what I'm saying is he's, I think Baker Mayfield is going to play like Carson Wentz did. So he's going to okay. have two turnovers. Probably true. It's going to make it a closer game than a blowout. I'm, I don't think they deserve seven points. Uh, so I'm going with Cleveland not covering. Right. I mean, that, that's fair. I, am, I will say I'm not betting that game on the spread, but I do have the a Browns, I think, in a parlay with just money line because if they don't win that game, the entire staff and uh, players need to be fired immediately. Um, uh, let's go into the Sunday afternoon. Let's start off first with the Carolina Panthers and the Chargers. I won't spend too much time here. Uh, Carolina Panthers 0-2. They lost to the Bucks and the Raiders. They're playing the Los Angeles Chargers in L.A. The Chargers are 1-1. One one. They beat the Bengals week one, lost to the Chiefs in a close nail-biter uh, this past Sunday. The Chargers right now are favored by seven points. TBD on the quarterback. Tyrod Taylor is getting checked out. So as of now, Justin Herbert is starting. I thought he looked great against the Chiefs. The Panthers, I mean, you're 0-2, and then you lose McCaffrey. He's projected right now to be out four to six weeks. Hi, I got the Chargers winning 24-20. Jared agrees with the Chargers winning uh, with the premise that Herbert starts. He's got a 28-24 score. So we both have Chargers winning, not covering. What do you think? I was very impressed with the Chargers, but it was a divisional game. Uh, so they played Kansas City well, like I knew they would. I actually called that close game. Um, I knew it was going to be a close one. Thank God Butker is the man. So Chargers, uh, they were getting pressure all day. Um, Joey Bosa, I mean, Pat couldn't roll to his right, which threw off his game. I think Chargers are going to make Teddy Bridgewater look silly. I think they win 30 to 20. Woo! Yazers. Well, you know, Panthers, you know, you have a new coach. Teddy Bridgewater, I think, has looked solid. No one expected you to win that many games this year anyway. You know, build the team up more. Matt Rule's a good coach. I think you'll be okay. This game, we – oh, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, I heard Tyrod actually had a punctured lung oh, yes. from his trainer. I don't think he's coming back anytime soon. Uh, that takes some time to heal. He may be out for an extended period of time, and he will sue the crap out of <laughs> the Chargers organization and that doctor. So I think we may have seen the last of Tyler uh, Tyrod maybe this year because a punctured lung, I, I don't know how long that takes, but this um, backup quarterback, uh, Justin Herbert, looked yeah, solid. Rookie. I, I, I like him. I like him, and to me – 
he did enough for me against the Chiefs to, even if Tyrod was healthy, to completely win that job and just be the quarterback the rest of the year. You're going to be terrible anyway, so why not see what this kid can do? Um, yeah, Tyrod might have just lost another starting job, and I, I feel bad for him because this was his chance. But the, the backup quarterback comes in, looks good. The one pick he threw, I think it was just a, a Hail Mary before half. So even that pick. Right. Doesn't really uh, it, count to me in this. St- right. I, I, the stats say it, but it wasn't a great, I mean, that wasn't a rookie mistake. That was taking a shot when you didn't need to just because of the circumstance. Yep. Now let's go to this next one. I don't think we'll take too much time here either. Uh, New York Jets 0-2 playing in Indianapolis against the Colts. Colts are 1-1. Colts are favored by so many points, double digits. It's a 10.5-point spread right now. I think it has actually also increased last time I looked uh, about two hours ago. Um, Colts did lose one of their starting wide receivers, Paris Campbell, uh, due to a MCL injury. will be out three to six weeks. I really don't think that affects anything at all. I have the Colts winning 35-17. They're the better team. Jets are terrible. They're probably going to get the number one pick. Uh, Colt, uh, Jared also has the Colts winning. Hi, what do you think? Uh, I, I'm definitely going with Colts. I think Jets are not good at all. Colts win 24-17, and I say that because everyone forgets about garbage time. I think, you know, 10 – A little, little backdoor point. cover? A little backdoor yeah, cover there? I think 10 points is – just too much in the NFL these days. There's catch-up mode. We got referees calling it, wanting to Good keep it closed. Mode. You, you got – I mean, that happened even a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm biased. But we had some questionable holding calls at the end of the Chiefs game. Right. I, yeah. I, I really think this game's going to be closer than 10 points, but – I don't think the NFL as a whole likes to see blowouts. It's not good for viewership. I think there's a little Vegas sneaking in there, but then they're the ones that set the line at 10. So to me, I mean, you got Phillip Rivers, who I'm I'm not high on. He, he turns the ball over in clutch situations. He's actually pretty good during the regular season and for three quarters of a game. So I, it's not going to come down to the fourth quarter. I think it's 24-10 going into the fourth quarter or something like that. And then Jets just squeak in another touchdown to make it uh, within the range. Yep. No, that makes sense. All right. This game's a little more fun. We got the Cowboys one and one. What a victory. You had a 99.9% chance of losing the game. And, you know, Mike McCarthy shoved a four-leaf clover, you know, up somewhere. Uh, You know, the entire onside team for the Atlanta Falcons, took 10 shots of Barton's vodka before going out there on the field. I don't know what happened, but it was one of those two options. You won the game. Congrats. You're one and one. Now you get to go to play, play, play a real team, uh, much like the Rams. You're playing the Seahawks in Seattle. No fans. So, you know, the spread there looks a little different than normal. Seahawks are favored by five. I don't think this is close. I think the NFC East overall from what we've seen, and I, we both – I thought this division and most people thought it was the worst division in that FC anyway, prior to the season started, I have Seattle winning 35 to 24. I think Seattle covers and that Jared agrees, but he thinks Dallas covers and a very high scoring game. Not that mine isn't high scoring. Uh, he has the Seahawks winning 35 to 33 Hi, Do you have an upset here or do you agree? Oh no, I'm going Seattle and I'm going 35, 27. 
I, I don't think you give Dak and Zeke enough credit. I mean, they can ball. I mean, they push the ball down the field. They don't, they're not perfect. They don't, they're not without mistakes, but you're going up against an MVP. Russell Wilson is an absolute, he might be the best player in the league right now. I, I, I mean, I personally think he is. So I think he continues that. He's got DK Metcalf, uh, Lockett, Chris Carson. I mean, they're staying healthy, solid defense. Um, I don't think the Cowboys have enough, though. So I think they fall short. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm on the Seattle train on this one. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. The, the issue I have with, you know, people think I'm hard on the Cowboys. I'm hard on the Cowboys because you haven't done anything in 25 years, and all I hear is every year they're going to the Super Bowl. All right? Like, that's why I'm hard because your expectations are, are you know, X, and really they need to be Y. Like, just simmer it down. Relax. It's <laughs> so, a so process. Dak, Dak and Zeke had nothing to do with the last 25 years. I think Dak was a top five quarterback last year and zeke's always top five so okay have, okay hold on here whoa, Jack whoa. was a top five fantasy quarterback that's a big difference from being a top five which so you are you telling me that deck prescott right now or at least last year was a top you would put him in your top five quarterbacks no 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 yeah top okay, five please clarify fantasy. for me top five okay fantasy. yeah exactly he's not top five on my list if i'm building a team uh he's closer to the eight nine i think if i'm if i'm making a list of all 32 quarterbacks i do not have him in my top five okay thank you you're back to sanity i was about to kick you off the podcast <laughs> <laughs> but i do think i mean he's good enough to win you games and dallas fans may be the worst but i think they are a good team i think dak and zeke are solid they're solid, but here's my issue. If they did not win that, okay, if they don't get the onside kick, guess what? We're talking about an entire different story. We're talking about, wow, all those points were in garbage time, right? But since they won, it's, oh, what a comeback. Like, oh, my goodness, blah, blah, blah. Like, but I get it. It's the NFL. I'm just saying, literally, they needed luck in the Falcons blowing that onside kick to win the game. Otherwise, this is another game where you, where you add it to the tally of games where Dak Prescott and this Cowboys team just they pound on points after being down by so much. And because the defense is playing back, they're not playing the same as, the, as they did when they got up to 29 to 10, which is a whole nother different conversation, which I hate teams doing is when you get to a huge lead, you stop doing what got you there. And that's in every damn sport. But anywho, I digress. I'm not, I understand Dak and Zeke are good, but I need to see more and, and especially need to see it against the Packers against the Seahawks. I need to see it against the top tier teams from both the NFC and AFC. Would you say that's fair? Catch up mode was going so hard that game. I thought it was hilarious. But <laughs> I do, I'm not a Cowboys fan. So I, it's almost funny to watch the Falcons give up that kind of lead again. Oh, God, that poor fan base. They've suffered enough. They've suffered as much as you have in fantasy football. Uh, <laughs> no, I still think I edge them out. <laughs> You would say that. All right, let's go next game. Uh, Detroit Lions 0-2, you know, blew that blunder against the Bears. Um, they're playing the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. 
Arizona's favored by six points. Hyatt, who do you think wins here? I've got Arizona 27-21. I think Kyler Murray will be top five fantasy quarterback this year. They, DeAndre Hopkins, absolute stud. Target hog. I mean, everyone forgets Larry Fitzgerald still on this team and uh, Christian Kirk. They've got some absolute weapons. And then who the Lions have. I think Galladay's actually going to be back. He's back, baby. Yeah. Let's go. So He's the, on my fantasy team. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> finally, Stafford has his weapons back. So I think it, it's probably going to be closer. Well, I know it's going to be closer than it would be without Galladay. So at least the Lions are going to make it a game because if without Galladay, I think this was going to be ugly, but I think lions go to the Cardinals. They, they give them a run for their money, but I think Arizona is pretty darn good this year. And I've been watching Arizona kind of from afar for the last like 10 or so years. And they just play well at home defensively. Um, Like, I feel like New England would go in there and lose uh, occasionally. So you have some good offenses. I don't know what they're doing, but I think they just have figured out some something. Their players play better when they're at home. And I know this is a different year, so it's all it might all be BS. But I, I think Arizona, some teams, you know, dramatically play better at home. And I think Arizona is one of those teams. Jared and I both agree. Um, what was your score again, real quick? 27-21. Okay, so you have a push there. Um, so Jared has the Cardinals winning. Not shocking. I mean, it is the Lions, and Jared basically is an Arizona Cardinal fan. So he's about to move there. Him and Kyler Murray about to get married. Sorry, Alexis. Uh, no, just kidding. That's actually not happening. Um, <laughs> he has the Cardinals winning 31 to 28. So he does have Detroit covering. I presume that's probably like a backdoor cover where Arizona's winning like 31 to 21 and Detroit gets like a garbage like TD at the end because they don't care and they're going to win. Um, I have a much different different situation. I do have Arizona winning. I have them covering. I think it's 35 to 21, uh, much like the Packers score that just happened. I love Kyler Murray. Um, I loved him coming into the season. I just thought this season was going to look a lot more like scoring a lot of points and then losing because of the defense. And so far that hasn't happened. Uh, Right now, Jared is on course to be correct with the Cardinals making the playoffs. Um, I think they do based upon this 2-0 start and about to be 3-0. So cheers to the Arizona fans out there. You're in a good place. I think Kingsbury's a solid coach and you've got your quarterback of the future. Now let's go into Tampa Bay versus the Denver Broncos. This game is in Denver. The Denver Broncos will be without Drew Locke, unfortunately, for the next three to five weeks. So my $100 uh, at plus $5,500 to start the season for him, the MVP, that was thrown literally into a trash can. I then lit it on fire um, and then cried myself to sleep. So Jeff Driscoll will be starting again. They did sign Blake Bortles as a backup because obviously you need one. Also, the Broncos lost their starting wide receiver, who was a rookie last year, who did well, Cortland Sutton. He tore his ACL. He is out for the season. I don't think that's as big of a deal because Noah Font has been balling from a tight end perspective. Him and Waller from the Raiders are absolute 
freaks. They are slowly and surely on the heels of George Kittle and Travis Kelsey um, as becoming getting in that top tier of tight ends. But Denver still has Jerry Judy, who's looked amazing. They got another rookie wide receiver, KJ Hamler. They have plenty of talent um, on the outside for, for Jeff Driscoll to take advantage of. But it's either way, it's Jeff Driscoll. And that's the point here. The Bucks are going to win. They looked gr- they looked better. You see the chemistry developing. Godwin should be back and off pro- and off concussion protocol. So I have the Bucks winning here, thirty to fourteen. Jared agrees. Has the Bucks winning twenty four ten. So we both have them winning and covering. Hyatt, do you agree? Yep, I got Bucks twenty eight twenty. There we go. Anything uh, yeah. else to add on top of that? No, I mean, last week they looked better. Everyone knew. I mean, everyone had high expectations for the Bucks this year with Tom Brady, Gronk, Mike Evans, Godwin, uh, O.J. Howard. I mean, they have so many weapons on offense, but it, it's funny because it all goes to nothing when you turn the ball over, and Tom had to learn that the hard way. Although, you know, the chemistry is, is something that takes time to develop. And you saw them take a, their first step last week. And that was even with a, without Godwin in. So maybe uh, Godwin coming back, I'm not sure what the chemistry is there. Uh, but hopefully it's improving for the Bucks. I still think the Bucks may have been overrated preseason. Um, I think Tom Brady was a great quarterback. But, I mean, he, he's fading a little bit. Uh, not the same zip on the ball, not the same coach, not the same plays, um, but he needs time to get that chemistry with Godwin. And if they do, they could be, they could live up to that hype. So I think the Bucks aren't worthy of the hype that was, you know, building preseason. Um, and I, I don't know what's happening to Gronk. He has, he has flopped this year so far, but I don't know if they're not feeding them the ball, but I think Tampa Bay, are, is going to be dangerous, and, and this might be the the game to make that statement. Yeah. No, I mean, I think obviously everyone understands why the hype happened, right? You get Tom Brady. You get all these weapons. Um, the defense, I, I would argue, is very solid, but it's going to take time, right? Like Tom Brady had the New England Patriots handbook and playbook memorized like the back of his hand. Um, so that's going to take time. I think they'll be fine. Um, now will they go 13 and three, like I projected, eh, that's a little iffy right now, TBD, <laughs> but I think at least they'll go at 11 and five, make the playoffs. And as long as they are sh- hitting their stride come December, they're going to be okay. So we'll see what happens. Now this game was going to be great. Well, either way, it's going to be great, but I, I think we'll probably agree on who wins here. Sunday night game. We got the green Bay Packers two and oh, they have looked as good as anyone probably honestly even better than the chiefs or the Ravens probably only looking as good as the Seahawks so far. They're playing the saints in new Orleans saints is The saints are favored by three right now. So far from what I've seen, it is to be determined if Michael Thomas, the star stud wide receiver from new Orleans will play. He has to get cleared. This is kind of interesting. I don't think it matters because they're doctors. Uh, He has to get cleared by Robert Anderson, who is the Packers team doctor. But he is a, he's a world-renowned orthopedic surgeon. So many people go to him from all different teams, from all across the world. And they, these doctors don't give a crap. 
um, whether or not they play, they care about the health of the player coming to them. So um, I don't really think that spin on it, the fact that it's a Packers team doctor matters, but that will be a big deal if Michael Thomas does not play because we saw what the Saints offense looked like without him, and it was not great. And I said on uh, this past Monday's podcast, I even called it after the Bucks game that I thought that Drew Brees looked worse than Brady because Drew Brees has played in this offense for over 10 years. It's the same freaking players. It's the same system. He has lost his zip. He does not look like a good quarterback, and I honestly do believe if Taysom Hill or James Winston was running this offense, they would look better. I have the Packers winning 28-21. to 21. Jared agrees. He has the Packers winning in a more higher-scoring game, 35-28. to 28. Hi, Do you think Drew Brees is on the decline, and do you agree that the Saints will lose? Yes. And Drew Brees, I did not know, is 41 years old. Yeah, and he, he had that season-ending injury last year. Or actually, I think he came back towards the end of the year, didn't he? But he, he only had four weeks last year. Teddy Bridgewater started okay. four games, and they went 4-0, and then Drew Brees came back. So it wasn't season-ending. Okay. So he, he had that thumb injury, and then I'm not sure how he played the last year, but he has not looked the same since the beginning of last year. Um, I, I don't think – He's getting older. He doesn't have the same zip. Aaron Rodgers is on fire. I have Green Bay winning 33-30. All right. There we go. Clean sweep there. Now, Hyatt, the game of the week. The game everyone's been waiting for. Everyone's been talking about it since the schedule started. We got Monday Night Football, baby, in Baltimore. It is the Kansas City Chiefs 2-0. Baltimore Ravens, 2-0. Ravens are favored by three. I want to hear your thoughts first before I say my score and Jared's as well. Who's winning? What do you got? I'm a KC fan, and I would not live with myself if I did not pick KC. That's right. I'm going KC, 42-38. Woo! We played played each other last year. We won an OT. I think – you underrate the the value of your kicker here. Uh, I mean, Butker just reminded us all, you know, three points are three Goat. points. Goat. Like, absolute animal. He's the best kicker in the league. And some, I mean, I want to know how many missed key, kicks across the league there are because I think that's something that we probably need to track more uh, in these lines is what are their kickers doing? How many missed field goals? And obviously they, you know, you lose your job if you're that inconsistent for that long. But I mean, Butker can hit it three times from 50 plus yards. Uh, He is a difference maker. And I I can't even believe I'm talking this much about a kicker. And you have Mahomes playing. I think Lamar, I mean, it's going to be an absolute great game. Uh, I just want our, our chiefs to stay healthy. I think, uh, I think Lamar is going to play great. It's going to be an absolute high-scoring game. It's going to be fun to watch. You and I agree. And the reason we agree is because we're true Chiefs fans. Jared, I, I don't know about his loyalties. I just don't. He has the Ravens winning. I'm just kidding, by the way. Jared is a loyal Chiefs fan. The reason we differ, in case you missed it, when we predicted our schedules in these games, this is where Jared and I differed. 
I had the Chiefs winning this game going 14-2 and two with their final record. And Jared had the Ravens winning. So we are sticking to our guns with what we started preseason predictions. I think the Chiefs do win in a slightly lower scoring game than you have. I got it 28-27, a one-point squeaker. Um, I just I got to stick with our boys. I got to stick with Patty Mahomes. Um, I, th- I think they'll squeak it out on the road. I love I, – I, I, I hope so much that – no injuries happen. No injuries happen the rest of the season to any of the key players for any team because I want to see this as the AFC title game. Everyone wanted it last year. The Titans didn't care what people wanted. They were on a mission themselves. So I agree this game's going to be great. I'm excited to watch it. You got two young, bright superstars of the league, quarterbacks and Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. It's going to be great strap in your seatbelt, get your popcorn ready. It's going to be awesome. Uh, would love to hear. I presume Jared's analysis is something along the lines of the Ravens overall have a better roster. They've looked better the first two weeks um, in that, you know, the Chiefs are going to be on the road. So I presume that's why he's predicting them. Also not going to deter away from his preseason prediction. But Traitor. <laughs> right. Unbelievable. Get him out of here. Why is he even uh, on this podcast with me? No, I, I think I really want to analyze this game more. I mean, Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar. Pat's got the arm. Lamar's got the legs. But they're both dual threats. Uh, so I think that's kind of a push at the QB level. You got Kelsey versus Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews has played great. Uh, but so is Kelsey. So there's probably a push there. The running back situation, I think we win, uh, but they've got a committee. Uh, I'd say it's of, probably a push. I think my yeah. kid Dobbins can buy and our, our push to uh, um, Clyde Edwards Alaire. Yeah. So, I mean, they've got a committee, but they're not as explosive. They're not going to. No, I, we are. I don't we are way them, more explosive. Yeah. I, I don't see them making a 60 yard. Uh, run down the middle of the field like uh, Edwards Hilaire will. So I think the offenses kind of cancel each other out, but I think Mahomes, as long as we can do something, which Andy Reid, if anyone forgets from last year, because, you know, obviously we won the Super Bowl, his clock management throughout his career hasn't been great. I think he needs to get the ball last for us to win the game. Uh, He needs to do everything he can to set us up in the fourth quarter to have Pat in the ball, Pat have the ball with two minutes left in the game to win it. So our chiefs defense has not played well, especially last week, um, especially against a rookie, which is concerning, but you know, sometimes rookies, they got beginners luck out there. Uh, but I haven't seen the Ravens defense. I don't know what to expect. They've, but... Oh, they've looked good. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. They've good. <laughs> I, I think they are top three. I'll, I haven't seen them, but just by, by their stats, they're top three. So that, that scares me, but I have faith in Mahomes. I think we, we need to get the ball last. I think Pat Mahomes, he needs to be, he needs our O-line to step up because the O-line was getting absolutely destroyed last game. So he needs to be able to roll to his right, get the, get a few running yards uh, or, throw the ball down the field to Tyreek uh, or Kelsey. Yep. No, I, I agree with you. Um, 
to me, the X factor here is we just have the better quarterback. Not that Lamar's a bad quarterback. Obviously, he's a top five, but Pat is better. It's You can't argue it. Everyone agrees that Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. So um, let's go in the fantasy. Hyatt, I'm going to real quick give three players I like that you should start this week uh, in your draft kings, um, in your leagues overall, and then I'm going to give you some stardom or sit that Jared sent my way, and I'm going to have you answer those questions. So let me knock these out. I think you start Minshew if you're not already. He's playing the Dolphins. The Dolphins have been terrible. Everyone's been putting ports on him. And I think he'll probably get around 280 yards passing and three total touchdowns between rushing and passing. I think that's a lock. That's a QB1 stat line right there. If you are not already, if he's on your bench, if you have someone who's playing a tougher defense, that's a better quarterback, quote-unquote, I think you start Minshew. Second, Jonathan Taylor. Running back for the Colts last week against the Vikings. He got the nod um, after the injury to their starter. He had over 100 rushing yards against the Vikings. They're playing against the Jets, who are terrible as well. Uh, The 49ers had over 180 rushing yards against them. You should start him. The Colts are going to roll there. And then lastly, this one, which will be a high-scoring game, Seahawks and Cowboys, you got to go DK Metcalf. I could see 140 receiving yards plus a touchdown, eight catches against that Dallas D. The Falcons put up 39 on them. It's going to be an absolute shootout there. Make sure if you are not already starting him, which in my opinion, every single league, if you have DJ Metcalf, he should be starting no matter what team he's on. You need to be playing him. Now, we got a couple stardoms or sit-ums, Hyatt. I'm going to not uh read them off here for you austin hooper tying in for the browns do you start them or do you sit them now remember the browns are playing the washington football team i sit them all right next in line we got a new running back in in uh, san francisco land jarek mckinnon 49ers running back the 49ers are playing the new york giants start them or sit them Stardom, and I guess I should probably give reasons uh, why. Um, starting him because I don't think that you want to put a rookie, uh, or not a rookie, a quarterback, but just a backup quarterback in a position to throw a lot. I think they're going to lean on their running backs, and I'm not sure if he's the only one, but he's definitely the starter. I think he's going to get plenty of carries, opportunities to get some fantasy points. There we go. Now, final one here. This this is a battle. These are two wide receivers for the Cowboys. Who do you think has the better game and the better numbers? C.D. Lamb or Amari Cooper? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Amari Cooper. All right. I think, I think C.D. Lamb, I mean, I talked about the chemistry with, uh, you know, Brady and, and getting that with your receivers. C.D. Lamb is a rookie looks great has fast as hell he's going to be great amari cooper has the chemistry with dak i would start amari over cd lamb uh, but both of them you know obviously will be thrown to and really in the end it doesn't matter who uh on the fantasy team or at least in the game who catches the touchdown pass but i think if i'm dallas i'm throwing to amari over cd lamb um more targets throughout the game. All right. Now, Hyatt, 
I mean, every every single segment is my favorite part of the segment, but it is time for my favorite segment. Apologies to your eardrums and speakers, but it's time to show me the money. It's time. It's betting time. It's time to win money, Hyatt. And we will first start with our Survivor League picks. FYI, in case you have not listened for the past two weeks, if you follow Jared and I, you would be 2-0. Week one, we both had the Bills. Last week, I had the 49ers. He had, Jared had the Cardinals. Both were snoozers, a.k.a. easy picks. You're welcome, world. Now, I'm going with the Eagles. I have to be a man of my word, and I believe in this team. I believe they're going to come back. They are favored. They're playing the Bengals. If you are going to use the Eagles, now is your time because, to be honest, based on the first two weeks I saw, you might not have many opportunities to pick them again. This is a must win. They're going to throw everything at them. Do it. Pick them. Survivor League pick. Lock it in. Jared, not shockingly, because it's the highest spread of the week, he's got the Colts uh, facing off. They play the Jets. That's the game where it's the double-digit favorite. Um, Hyatt, do you have a different Survivor League pick there? Do you agree with one of ours? Oh, man. Using the Eagles. That is rich. no, I'm going Tampa Bay. Uh, okay. I think, I think, you know, having a backup quarterback, they, you've already got an edge. Uh, six points isn't a lot, but they're on the road. Uh, I think Tampa Bay wins it easily. There you go. Speaking of Tampa Bay, that is my lock of the week, Hyatt. Thank you for serving me up that softball. Tampa Bay is covering that six-point spread. You bet 115. You win 100. Feel free to scale that down or up at your own discretion. Our boy Jared, his lock of the week is the Raiders against the Patriots at plus six. Hyatt, what is your lock of the week? I'm going Packers because I really Ooh. don't. I really don't like what I saw with the Saints. Um, I think Drew Brees has taken two steps back uh, in his career. Michael Thomas may or may not play. They forgot freaking Emmanuel Sanders was on the team. Yeah, no, he, I don't think he even played. I, I think the Sean Payton was like, nah, dude, just stay in the locker room. Yeah, so that crushed my fantasy life last week. So I'm, I'm really pissed off at the Saints, and that's why I'm making <laughs> the Packers the lock of the week. All right. Now, last but surely, yes, I am going to take credit and I'm going to toot my own horn because, in case you missed it, I called it. I called a four-team parlay last week. If you bet 50, you won 300. Guess what? I followed my own parlay and won $300. You're welcome if you followed that to a T. So my parlay of the week, it's a six-teamer. You bet 30, it nets you 400. I got the Jaguars money line, Eagles money line, and FYI, in case you don't know, money line means they just have to win game. They don't have to win it by the spread or anything. Game number three coincides with my lock of the week. Tampa covering six points. I got the Colts money line against the Jets. I got the Rams plus three against the Bills. And then I got the Cardinals covering six points against the Lions. The one I'm most worried about probably would be the Cardinals. But you bet 30 here, you win 400. That's my parlay of the week. Let me do Jared's real quick, and then Hi will get yours. Jared's parlay of the week. Eagles money line, Titans money line. In case you've forgotten, 
excuse me, the Titans are playing the Vikings. He's got the Chargers money line beating the Panthers. Colts money line, so we agree there. They're playing the Jets. Cardinals money line, they're playing Detroit. Bucks money line, they're playing uh, the Broncos. Falcons money line, they're playing the Bears. And they just got the 49ers money line uh, as they are playing the Giants. So if you follow that one, that is a – let me make sure my math is correct here. That's an eight-team parlay. You bet $10, you win 140 Hyatt, what's your parlay of the week? All right. So two of these you've heard before. I like Tampa Bay spread, Packers with the spread, Tennessee, Seattle, Chargers money line. All right. What uh, did you do? Any calculations? If you bet a certain amount, what's your uh, what's your profit margin looking like? I did not do any calculations. That's, that's all right. You'll, you'll double your money. Yeah. No. But, and then some. Based based on you know, I've done some five teamers in my life. Uh, if you bet around twenty five dollars, that's probably netting you about two seventy there. So that's probably in the somewhere in the range of of your profit margin there. Um, you're welcome. Honestly, I think all of our Survivor League picks are a lock. I don't think you'll be wrong by following Hyatt, mine, or Jared's advice there. You know, bet the amount you can bet at your discretion. Don't go overboard. Hyatt, I want to say, you know, for myself, obviously, I know, I know Jared, if he was here, he'd be thanking you as well. Thanks for coming on, my friend. It was an absolute pre- pleasure having you on the peanut gallery. Anytime, Jared, we miss you. Uh, hope to be on again soon and pray that my picks are correct. You know, we'll find out. And if not, guess what? There's next week, baby. That's the best part. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for stopping by. We will see you next week after and during the Monday night game. And uh, that will always, of course, be uploaded by Tuesday morning. And thanks for stopping by. Thanks for stopping by.